0: Dimmer switches with LEDs play with people's minds a little bit. A traditional light bulb, an incandescent light bulb, as you dim it, that light bulb changes color temperature. So it goes from a white light to a yellow light, almost to like that brown light where it's barely on. So it messes with people with a regular LED light dimmable and you put that dimmer switch on it, it's changing the lumens or the light output it's not making it yellower or browner light as it goes down it's around the house when it comes to remodeling and renovating your home there is a lot to know but we've got you covered this is
1: around the house
0: welcome to around the house with eric g and caroline b your home improvement source every single weekend thanks for joining us hello caroline
1: hello eric how are you
0: Good. I'm excited for today's episode here because we've got bathroom and potty talk.
1: (laughs) You're excited for toilet talk?
0: You got (laughs) it. I am. I'm looking forward to this. This is always one of those subjects that really kind of gets, you know, people
1: going. (laughs) Nice.
0: Dad joke. But I do have to tell kind of my own personal DIY story from this last week that ended up getting kind of expensive and um, all over just trying to remove a thermostat. So working on my house and doing some, some, you know, making the master bedroom, just a little more homey up there. You know what I mean? Getting that dialed in. We worked on a lot of rooms and, you know, in the house, putting a chandelier up and some stuff like that. So, you know, I take down the thermostat. Right. And so this is not, I have a thermostat in the bedroom and one downstairs. So this is that remote sensor. I pop the cover off and I want to take the base off because I'm going to do some work around there and I don't want to get hurt. And so there's these little tabs that you push down on the tab and you pull out the wire. I turned the (laughs) power off to the system, did everything right, and then I push down on the little tab to pull the (laughs) wire off, and the whole tab comes off the circuit board. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh (laughs) no. So uh, my friends have been trying to track one down because uh, like many things that are in container ships out there, this is one of those. (laughs) It's probably sitting out there in the middle of the Pacific Ocean in a container, like all printed circuit board stuff and coming here. (laughs) Right before we came on the air here, I found out that I get to have it next week. So I'm stoked. That's going to be coming in and I can get uh, the bedrooms. So there's heating and cooling up there. Cause right now that is, sh- that zone is, is shut up, shut
1: down. How so. cold is it? Is it like six? Oh, it's not bad.
0: No, nah, <laughs> yeah, we're in the fifties and sixties, depending on, you know, if it's raining or if it's sunny. So in the house, you know, it's naturally convex. So it's the upstairs. It doesn't have the heat to it. So not really mm-hmm. that big a deal. Cause the heat naturally comes up there. Mm-hmm. I just don't have any fans going upstairs. So the air just kind of stays up there, but it's doing okay.
1: Well, that's good. It's not too bad. It could have been worse.
0: Nah, no. Nah, at least it's not like 32 degrees outside and something like that. <laughs> so, anyway, that's my little DIY story. It's like, ah man, I just broke a three hundred dollar sensor. Just trying to take it off the wall. So it's never good when that happens.
1: Well, that's like kind of what happened to me with the sink repair. So it like became.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what happened on that, though? You, I think you jinxed it. You're like, oh, it'll be really easy.
1: Yeah, it's just a shutoff valve. And then you get into plumbing 101. Yeah, and the shutoff valves did not want to adhere for some reason. And we have no explanation to the copper pipe. Two different shutoff valves, two compression fittings. They would not stop leaking no matter what we did. And then when we went in to make sure it was extra tight, the the interior valve wasn't even connecting to the pipe at all. It wasn't even crushing down on the pipe. So we ended up going with a shark bite. Temporary fitting. Shark
0: shark bite. Temporary fitting until you can get a plumber out there to fix it.
1: (laughs) I think it's going to be more permanent than that (laughs) right now. Uh, Oh, you can't do that? No, the plumber, called me back, Sam the plumber. And I said, hey, Sam, I had to put this, you know, this uh, pop-on fitting on. And he goes, oh, that's fine. He's like, just leave it. He's like, it'll be okay. So I don't know. That was his Uh, opinion.
0: And you know what I say about those opinions of plumbers that have those opinions?
1: <laughs> You've
0: got the wrong plumber. Well,
1: it's staying like that after a day of work with no success, finally five seconds later it works. So I'm like, all right, I'll deal with it at a different time, but we there have we hot water. We've got sink.
0: There we go. Well, let's talk bathrooms here for a little bit because, you know, we, we've been having a, a few little discussions about this.
1: <laughs> there it is. Our friendly bowl. Yep. (laughs) Oh, my God. It sounded like there was an extra sound effect in there. I heard, like, gas. It sounded like there was a
0: toilet with some gas. (laughs) Whoa. When it comes to toilets, when it comes to, you know, bidet toilet seats, there's a lot to this. And you can't just go down to the home center and buy the off-brand $100 one, expect to have something that works great.
1: No. No.
0: And then of course you hit me up with this new crazy Kohler toilet.
1: Avoir? Am I saying it right? Yeah. Avoir The Avoir toilet. The utopian vision. <laughs>
0: There's my opinion.
1: No. no. <laughs> it can't be that because it doesn't even it's tankless. I don't know what it sounds okay, like. Okay, so I
0: get that okay, so it's tankless, so it doesn't I mean you walk into a into a service station or you walk into the, the gym or the airport and there's plenty of tankless toilets in there. They got the little Chrome pipe that comes out and there's the flush valve and, Mm -hmm. and all of that. So, I mean, that's, those are also tankless, but this one does the same kind of thing, but somehow with your water pressure coming out of there, which is interesting because if you think about it, those toilets that are in those commercial bathrooms, they have mm-hmm. like a, a large like inch and a half pipe coming out of the wall, right? Yeah. They're trying yep. to do this with a three-eighths pipe. So that's kind of a, a head scratcher to me going, okay, how are you doing that with that little of water volume that goes through there?
1: So Kohler says the Avoir, a model that leverages waterline pressure, an innovative flush mechanism to whisk away waste, with less than two gallons of water. Oh, and the valve operates on a 4 AA battery. That's a little sketchy. <laughs> hey,
0: babe, can you get the batteries? I can't flush the toilet. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, the kids used them for the Xbox <laughs> or the PlayStation. Well, I need some batteries to flush the toilet.
1: Can you imagine? It's supposed to last, I think it says a year. But right. come on, what, so what happens in the apocalypse when we have no batteries, no electric, you can't flush your toilet? So
0: I have a couple questions on this. And then one comment you made that I was like, what? <laughs> They're calling it a green option. I'm like, I got to throw batteries <laughs> a, away every year. How is that green?
1: <laughs> it's an eco-friendly alternative.
0: That's the word they Compared use. i putting to my what? fingers up in quotes. Yeah, eco-friendly. what's eco-friendly about having to throw batteries away?
1: They're like the worst, like environmental disaster i mean batteries are like totally toxic
0: yeah so i don't know so i see a couple things with this and i like kohler they're good people so i'm I'm not gonna they should come on throwing it against i just have a thing about
1: this yeah yeah no no we wouldn't like them to come on and tell us about this toilet i want to i want to know about it
0: yeah but from my perspective it's beautiful i like it it looks good but it's a two thousand dollar toilet and I'll be honest, ching, ching. there's no bidet seat to this thing. So if I'm going to get a $2,000 toilet, I want to have a bidet attachment on it for that because I can go get one that has that.
1: That's a lot of money. And the music, I can go with the T- Toto makes a great one. You can hook right in. Yeah. It's a full-on, a full-on disco right in your bathroom. You've got music and lights and an automatic shut. But when you think about it, you're getting like a whole like indoor air quality treatment in there. And you're getting UV light, photocatalytic oxidation, titanium dioxide. I mean, you're really getting something for the value at that 2000 price point. What are we getting with the Avoir? You got a
0: toilet that runs on batteries. (laughs) So Uh -uh. something to think about. Now let's talk about toilets. So what you get with toilets, because, you know, well, let's run out to break first. When we come back, let's do this. Let's when we come back, let's talk about why you want to have a good toilet. We'll do that just as soon as around the house returns. to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B., your home improvement source every single week. Thanks for joining us. Hey, make sure you head over to our Facebook page, which is the Around the House show, and then join Around the House Nation. That's our closed group where we want to see what projects you're working on this weekend. And uh, everybody share stuff up over there. We've got hmm. a ton of experts besides Caroline and I in there, and it's a fun place to uh, hang out and
1: share projects. Speaking back yeah. to toilet discussion. SpaceX, uh, broken toilet. People potentially wearing diapers on SpaceX. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it is. I don't know why I'm laughing, but it's funny. SpaceX, broken toilet. But 20 hours ago, it says they fixed it and the crew won't nice. have to wear diapers.
0: Nice, always good when you're out RVing into outer space <laughs> to have that toilet working. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Clark, the that oh, oh, way can't God. use that word on the radio, but it's full. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's exactly. Like <laughs> as he's dumping it into the storm drain out of so, the trip of the, the sewage in the storm drain always Boom. good for the environment so oh, anyway we were God. talking about toilets and get to, to get back to toilets here here's the thing if you go you get what you pay for with toilets and you know back in the 90s when the first 1.6 gallons came out when we went from maybe three, four, five, six gallons per flush toilets to 1.6. The government came out and said, we're going to save water, but the toilet manufacturers really had no idea in the United States how to make a 1.6-gallon flush work. So for a number of years that they couldn't get those to work right, there was a great black market on toilets. People would be buying used toilets all day long because they worked. (laughs) And the 1.6-gallon ones were horrible. Now we've gotten into where you've got a one gallon per flush toilet that works really well, and so that, that it's really hmm. smart how toilets are working. But the problem is, is so many people go, "I'm replacing that toilet." It's coming to the holidays. We got, you know, Uncle Frank coming over, and I'm tired of the plunger. And they go buy a hundred dollar toilet, or even a two hundred dollar toilet, and they go install it. And they come home, they get it in. And it's no better than the old one they had. And the problem and the, the reason why is you didn't spend enough money to get a good one. And what I mean by good one, like mm. I like the the Toto Drake's and those just their regular standard toilets that they have. They're a three or four hundred dollar toilet. But you know something? They've got a special coating on the outside that makes them slippery. So things don't stick to it. So it's much easier to get clean. (laughs) You don't get the hard water deposits on it. You don't get those things on it. It's got this special finish. So it's so much cleaner. Those Toto toilets like that, they have such a slippery surface. You only have to go in there and clean it like once a month and just do a quick spot clean. It's not like a lot of other ones. Now, if you go in and start throwing, you know, the, the worst thing you can do for a toilet is to go in there and start pouring like, the bleach the Clorox down inside of it that's how you etch the porcelain
1: that's bad but I know how many how
0: many people have I seen do that you know they just grab the bleach out of the laundry room pour some in there
1: clean it and now they're etching it hydrogen peroxide on your toilets hydrogen peroxide on your toilets people don't use bleach oh prior to the 1990s you were talking about toilets do you know prior to 1990 it would they would use up to six gallons for blush so think about the difference. That's
0: a lot. Of, that's a lot of water, you know. That's that equals thousands of gallons of water per year in your household.
1: So what are you saying now? Like it's so it's like a one point two eight gallon uh, well, flush uh, now. I, I can roughly, get a one gallon flush
0: that works well. Pretty common to see one point two eight. The less efficient ones are the 1.6s out there. But here's where I, I'm going to put a little asterisk by this. If you have an old house and you have that basement toilet you're probably better mm-hmm. off putting a 1.6 gallon flush toilet in there or a 1.2 than the 1. Point. just because many times you have old plumbing that slope could be a little flat plumbing. and water is going to be your friend but higher yeah. up in the house it works great so think about that when you're buying toilets you want to get something that's going to save you money because here's the problem that i see if you buy a 1. Two gallon flush, and you spend a hundred bucks on it, and you have to flush that thing twice to clear the bowl. You're going to spend that mm. money over the next couple of years in added water that would have paid to get the right toilet to begin with.
1: And then, how about leaking? Because leaking can waste a thousand gallons a day of water if you have a leak. So, our little trick. Talk about our little trick. We've got. Putting some, well, it's not that great of a trick, but if you put some food that coloring works. in the tank, they, but-
0: If you go down to the home center, they make a, a, <laughs> a leak detection dye that isn't as stain proof. It's a lot less stain proof than what, you know, food coloring. The food coloring, if you've got an oil toilet, like if you go take blue food coloring and drop it down there, a couple drops in there, for instance, <laughs> and you've got hard water deposits, you've got buildup in there, it's going to show up and stain that buildup. So now you're going to have blue rings (laughs) and all this stuff in there. So I would spend, I would just go get the little, little drops that you can put in there that are the non-staining type that you can get from your home center, the leak detection drops or the little tablets or whatever. That's going to be so much easier than if you go in there and try to do the other way, because I don't want to see you sit there and go, Oh, great. It's not leaking, but I just stained the inside (laughs) of the toilet with all the stuff that's in there.
1: Think about it. If you got blue water, green water, and the lights going on with the LEDs, you you could really make a, a funky You know
0: what would be funny? Bowl. Have a black light in your toilet seat.
1: <laughs> I think that well, would be awesome.
0: Well, it would awesome. show all the yeah. dirtiness.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it, I'm, see, I'm not thinking like that. I was thinking like the color, to, <laughs> like it would look so hip and cool. Like
0: All the yellow spots on the toilet where you missed cleaning it last time would be, oh, it would be glowing. Uh, Bro- <laughs> <laughs> I forgot
1: about that. Lots of
0: what's that spot over there on the floor. Escr- you know experiment. what I mean? It would just, it'd be, it'd be bad. It'd be bad. That mm. was one, that was one trick I used to do when <laughs> I had rentals years ago and we would go do our inspections and people would have, um, I would go through and I don't want to sound like the horrible landlord right now, but some people would sneak pets in. we'd had a no pets policy for, in many of them. And so, <laughs> I would go through during our every six month inspection and I would go through the house and I'd turn the lights off and I had a black light and glasses and I would go through and I could see if there were pets that were making messes on the floor.
1: Yeah. You're in marks. That's real. I mean, listen, I think that's fair. I think it's all fair. If you give a, if you have a rule being a landlord and it's no pets, And and the reason why
0: is that we'd have to sit there and and there were pets being allowed in there before when I got them. And the problem was, is that every time we'd go out, we'd have to spend three grand and put new carpets in for people because somebody's cat was missing the litter box. And so all the carpets would have to come out again, it does so much damage. And I, and I didn't, we couldn't, we had two options. It was to either not allow pets or, or pay, you know, or people are going to be paying hundreds of dollars more a month to be able to afford to tear out the carpets after every time. And that seemed wasteful.
1: More you're keeping security yeah. deposits. And then they'll say, I want my security deposit well, back. Well, and most
0: people couldn't around and, and pay like, an nope, extra 2,500 grand or three grand for a security deposit just because you knew you're going to have to replace carpets if there were pats. You just couldn't get them clean enough. Hey, when we come back. Let's talk about bidets because this is yeah. one of those. Uh, cleaning things that uh are always a hot subject especially right now because you know the last couple years we've had the toilet paper shortages and all that let's do that just as soon as around the house returns
1: Farewell, Angelina. And you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. It goes down so Ooh, it makes me want to. Pour gold in this glass. Cause that color red never looks so good.
0: So good. Go Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B., your home improvement source. Every single week. Thanks for joining us today. We had a fun week this week, but it's a special day yesterday, right?
1: Yeah, we're talking toilets again. We don't plan this stuff out. I mean, it was National (laughs) Toilet Day yesterday. I mean, what is that about?
0: So it was National Toilet Day. That's pretty amazing.
1: (laughs) And here we are bringing you the latest. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We're so on it. Well, I wanted to
0: talk about bidets because in the United States, they're becoming more and more popular. But I would say for half of our population, this is the most feared appliance in the house. Hmm. People see those and they go, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not using that crazy thing. I don't know yeah, what that's, that's going to do. And they just go, <laughs> whoa, 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 and so we have one in our in our powder room downstairs. And there are two camps of guests that come in my house. <laughs> They're the ones that come in after using the bathroom, they walk out and go, That was awesome. And they just had ah. their first bidet experience. <laughs> nice. And then the other ones I'll go, did you use it? And they go, No, that that was too scary. <laughs> too scary. Too scary. And so it, it's pretty funny. Um, I also have friends that will come over here and just stop to use the bathroom so they can use the bidet as they're visiting. <laughs> nice. Can you use your bathroom? Like, of course you're going to use the bathroom because it's the bidet. Yeah, I, well, yeah. And then they go use the bidet. Uh, so D-M-I. it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, you just found CNN's the best bidets of 2021. Let's run through this because... I probably am not going to agree with them, and it wouldn't be the first time that's happened on CNN, but let's take a look at it.
1: So, well, here they're talking about the best bidet attachment. So I don't get what that is. Is that the side okay, mount? so,
0: yeah, well, okay, so there's, there's you know, the there's multiple ways to do a bidet. You know, the old school way of doing it was the separate fixture next to the toilet that had the two valves and all that stuff, and that was kind hmm. of the old manual way of doing it. Over the last 10 or 15 years, thanks to Toto and other companies, they've either come out with a toilet that has the bidet built into the seat, or there's what mm-hmm. they call a seat attachment, which replaces that seat and it has the bidet built into the seat.
1: So that will go over, you'll take off your regular seat, and this will Correct. replace it. Yep. Okay. So here, so they're, they're breaking it down into the best bidet attachment, and they're basically claiming that TUSHY... Ooh, tushy. The classic yep. 3.0 bidet is the best bidet attachment.
0: So here's the thing. As they classify it, that bidet attachment, you use your regular toilet seat, and it sandwiches in between the toilet seat and the toilet. So it's not even a seat with it. It's just this attachment piece that goes in between it.
1: That sounds messy. I did, is that messy? It's not. Well, yes. Sounds a like a cleaning nightmare. cleaning nightmare. Cleaning nightmare.
0: Okay, so the Tushy Classic. Um, I don't want to disparage anybody, but keep your $300 and save up to get something good. Now, here's why. There are multiple problems with these bidet attachments from my point of view. First off being is a bidet toilet seat usually plug in because that when you plug it into the wall, it takes its own 110 outlet, Mm-hmm. But that gives you a couple things. It gives you control. It gives you heated water, and many times an air blow air dryer, or nice. um, you know, or a fan, or or things like that in there. As far as that, the problem with the tushy toilet seat attachments is that you have to run a cheapy plastic tube all the way over to the hot side of the faucet. On the other side of the room So you have to run it across like The trim molding And it looks like a Hmm. water refrigerator line Going along Uh, the wall And have to go into And hook up to the sink water line Here's the next problem with that If I go turn that on You now have Cold water Hitting you That's maybe not super comfortable Especially in the winter time As you're sitting (laughs) on a cold seat until it yeah. warms up. So it's like turning Aww. the faucet on in the wintertime. You know, horrible. you're sitting there and you go, oh, man, I got cold water, cold water, cold water, cold oh. water, cold water.
1: No. But you have
0: oh. cold water hitting places that you don't want cold water hitting unless it's like <laughs> you want something refreshing in the summertime. Oh. So that's not good. And so and then what happens is it lifts that toilet seat up a little high. So you've kind of got this ramp thing where you're kind of trying to slide off the front if you're not careful. And there's a lot of places for water to splash out underneath.
1: And then you need a black I think, light.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think for a hundred dollars, you're better off saving that and getting a real toilet seat.
1: So there's yeah, my tissue review. That's disgusting. No, don't yeah. get after hearing that. And we are real on this show. I mean, we're telling you the nitty gritty about your toilet seat. Yep. You don't want mess. Sounds like a mess. All right. Yeah. So how about this Alpha JX bidet seat? Best bidet seat ever. That got the best ranking. Um, uh, it says endless supply say of no. warm water. Really, endless it supply does. of warm water. Here's why.
0: I don't know who this Alpha JX bidet seat is. I'll be honest. I, I that's an off brand to me. And if I hmm. remember right, that's an Amazon brand. But here we go. For that same $350, -hmm. you can, instead of buying something that's kind of this knockoff off of Amazon, you can sit there and actually buy a Toto for the same price from a company that has made these toilet seats since the beginning. You are now buying it from the OG.
1: Yeah. So they actually, CNN, which makes no sense, they put the Alpha JX, above a Toto Washlet C2. I just don't see how that could happen.
0: Nope. I think what it is, is they're saying that the JX, Alpha JX has a tankless system in it, so eventually you run out of warm water. If you're sitting there for a long time with the water, the Alpha JX supposedly has an always endless hot water supply. That's kind of cool. I'll give it that, but I'll tell you what I can guarantee with my experience with Toto, there's no way that alpha JX long-term is built better than what the Toto is not going to happen.
1: See it. Yeah. So, Hmm. so, and then there, but they are saying for the best luxury bidet, Toto K300.
0: And that's, and they're right there. Let's go back to the washlet real quick. Mm-hmm. I see here that it says it's the Toto washlet, the steam and dryer were much more effective than the Alpha JX's. Plus, it pre missed and deodorizer features brings even more luxury to your bathroom. So the Toto has many more features for less money. It just doesn't have that tank on the on the, the runner up bidet seat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they basically so, knocked it down because it didn't have endless water supply, warm water supply. Yeah.
0: And so that's, that's the thing right there. So that's an easy one to me. That's a, if you're looking for something affordable, then the Toto washlet C2 is the way to go.
1: And then, so best luxury bidet, the Toto K300 electronic.
0: Um, (laughs) For 600 bucks. That's a pretty good deal. I can go spend $2,000 on a bidet seat really easily when you get into the luxury bidet seats
1: so this is good you've got the unlimited instant warm water so instant warm water comes out none of this cold stuff going on unlimited um you've got all the bells and whistles so let's
0: do this here let's talk about that when we come back we get around to break we'll wrap up (laughs) bidet toilet seats here when we come back let's do that just as soon as around the house returns
1: Everybody, I'm Eric Men from Steven Adler's band, and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G and the Beautiful Caroline.
0: Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement and bathroom source today. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I wanted to wrap up a couple quick notes on bidet seats till we move on to our next subject here. You like this
1: topic. We're talking, we're talking like the nitty gritty. I mean, we were just talking out of, well, we were talking about a break about bidet toilet seats and like men and women are vastly different with the seat. Right. So with a woman, I'll just give my honest perspective. We want, it needs to be dry. You don't want to be putting up any wet wetness because that can lead to all kinds of bacteria. Right. So, you need to be dry. So a lot of these seats aren't offering the drying feature and it's kind of like a necessity, or you've got to have some kind of white for somebody when they are in there. Yeah. See, I I want to see a a good high powered heated fan and really
0: I would have some small hand towels rolled up there, you know, nicely in the bathroom with a little place to put them when they're done Mm -hmm. little basket for people to know what to do. If they're in a hurry and they need to use a towel because it's senseless to use toilet paper to waste it for that. You might as well just do that and just wash it in the wash next time. And it's not a big deal. So always make sure you've got an option for people to dry like that. Yeah, definitely. It's a smart, smart way to go. So that's kind of my thought process on... (laughs) On on bidet toilet seats, it's just one of those things that uh, I think it's scary for a lot of people. But uh, it's nice not having to be dependent on toilet paper.
1: So let's just recap. So we have to have constant warm water because you don't want cold water hitting your privates. That's no fun. Yep. So constant but that wa-
0: requires that really requires to have a one ten outlet on a GFCI breaker outlet or whatever your building code is right next to the toilet. You need to have a power source for that. So that can be a limitation for some people.
1: Okay. So if you want the the toilet seat, the toilet and the bidet to work well, heated water constant, right? You don't want that going off on you. And then you definitely need some kind of drying feature.
0: Correct. Those are two important ones, Mm -hmm. two important ones. So some of the other stuff I wanted to talk about when it comes into bathrooms is if you're doing remodeling, sure. Take a look at heated floors.
1: Hmm, because so I tell nice. you what,
0: I love in my bathroom, the heated tile floor. And it was really easy to do. It only took us another probably couple hours to put that in when we were doing it. And hmm. most of you people out there that are doing your own projects, it's and a, maybe another thousand bucks out of a $30,000 project, I would spend the thousand dollars to have the heated tile floors in a bathroom.
1: Artex. They're gonna come out. We gotta do our bat, my bathroom. And it's a basement. So it's on a, a slab, right? So that cement yep. floor in the winter gets cold. So having yeah. your footsies nice and warm when you get out or just before you get in, I like the, a heated yeah. lamp. I like any kind of, I like that bathroom as hot as I can get it. You walk in, put the heated lamp on, you get the heated floors going. Sweet. Well, that's
0: why I like my steam shower door in, because when I go jump in the shower in there, that heat stays in the shower because it's an enclosed thing. I don't have that air coming out of there. So it's automatically a warm space in there when you go in there. And you can run that heated cable into the shower floor if you wanted to. Really? You can run it in the floor and you can put it up on the bench. So when you go to sit down on the bench, put your feet up there to shave your legs, whatever you're doing, that can be heated as well. So there's some really cool things you can do with heated floor systems, just using the electric heat. And uh, Ardex has a great system for doing that.
1: That's not coming up in the next hour. We're going to be talking about steam showers with our steam guests.
0: showers, uh, that luxury bathroom.
1: Eric's got one. I'm jealous. I'm going to make one though with Ardex. There we go. We're going to do it.
0: It's really cool. But uh, as you'll know, there's a lot of things we got to talk about uh, to get it pulled off. Right. And uh, I, I, I didn't even realize really how complex it was until I got way into it. And then I'm like, oh, there's a lot of details here. So we're going to have some fun and talk about that today. That's in the next segment. But really, one other thing I want to talk about when it comes to bathrooms, we've already talked about ventilation over the last few months. We've already beat that dead horse. So go back and listen to the podcast if you want to hear bathroom ventilation because we've mm-hmm. talked about that a couple times. But, you know, this time of year, a lot of people decide, hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. I'm gonna go paint the bathroom, <laughs> and I just want to say that if you go paint the bathroom next to your kitchen, it is probably the most complex room in the entire house to go paint.
1: And why? You've got around because, the toilet, uh huh. Got around the vanity. You gotta pull everything out. It becomes like a whole. If you want to do it right, I've been in my clients' houses where the line, you know, they went they stopped at the toilet. (laughs) It's like the space behind.
0: You got to pull the toilet to do it in 99% of the time, you know, and, and that's the thing to go in and do it. You're like, Oh, I'm going to knock this out. It's a big project. And then there's all that prep. You want to get all that bathroom, you know, scum off the walls. If you've got Mm -hmm. that high gloss paint in there from the seventies, you know, and you've got all that, just that, stuff maybe the fan wasn't working great but you get all that
1: um, kind of not even you get toothpaste orange stuff on the, the wall stuff that yeah. flies off the sink that nails the wall I mean I just was cleaning my bathroom this weekend and just like the debris that was like ending up I mean it's gross I mean it's just yeah. and I've got that stupid shallow sink that look we make mistakes all the time as home improvement people I mean I put the shallow sink in what a dumb idea so the water splashes off the bottom of the shallow sink and hits every wall mirror cabinet all around what a mess that was dumb oh yeah it looks good it, that's
0: the, it looks great but it's a designer <laughs> sink that you end up wearing a lot of water and it's it's not fun one trick that I've done with those to dial those back a little bit especially in powder rooms one little trick that I've used is I turn the water pressure down on that a little bit
1: but because I'm an idiot I put this in in the master bath where it gets massive amounts of use. Oh, that's right.
0: That's right. So you got to have that pressure to get things
1: clean. It looks fabulous. My bathroom looks like great. It just is functionality stinks. And you can't have that in your master, you know, in a a bathroom you're using continuously, forget it. So
0: yeah, no, it's not for everyday stuff. I mean, it's it's pretty cool, but we all learn those lessons, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, just, Get the right paint, do all the prep work, but just keep in mind that's one of the hardest rooms to refinish when it comes to painting because you've just got so many little things to clean. You've got to take the toilet off and you got to take all the towel bars off. It's not like you're going into your bedroom and knocking out the paint in there.
1: Hey, it's I'm going to think about. I'm gonna throw something out at you. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I have right. a question for you. When you have a slider... Okay. I have to paint the slider and it was accidentally when it was installed, they painted it the wrong what kind of color. Slider? Paint. Are we
0: talking window Anderson, doors? What are we
1: talking here? Anderson slider. Oh, got it. Sliding glass yep. door. So when they originally put it in, we painted it prior to it going in, right? I said, I wanted to paint it. Yeah. Well, the paint was the wrong color. It was linen white versus ivory white or something. So now okay. I've got to paint this door. Is there an easy way to get that out and pop it out? Cause I want to do it the right way. You know, and when it was out, I had the doors accessible. And now they're in the slider formation. You should be able
0: to pop that out of the track, depending on which door model it is, where that will, being a slider, it will lift up and come out of the track. You just got to figure out where the where that release point is. Sometimes with those doors, you could open that slider piece all the way up, lift it up, and it'll pop out. Sometimes it's a quarter of the way. Sometimes you have to take off a little stop to do that. Yeah, so you'll sl- have to take th- a look at that series of window to see where that comes out at.
1: It's on a second story, too. So I was like, oh,
0: man. So that's the hard part with painting that. See, we need
1: questions sent in from our audience. I'm being the questioner.
0: (laughs) There we go. And you can do that over at Mm -hmm. aroundthehouseonline.com. Send them over there, and we'd be happy to help you out with that because that's what we do. Well, that kind of wraps up my thoughts on bathrooms. One other thing that I want you to think about, too, when you're dealing with bathrooms is to really think about the water usage that you're going to use and like the shower and that stuff. I've made the mistakes over the years with shower heads of pulling out that little diverter piece in there that gives it a low flow shower head.
1: I do that. I'm guilty.
0: Yeah. And that's a mistake. And I'll tell you the (laughs) mistake that I learned. I'd taken it off and the little plastic piece that the reduced flow, I, I don't know what happened to it. I thought it was in the vanity. I think, one of the pets got it or somebody threw it away oh, no. when I was doing some work in there, oh, no. it disappeared. So I'm just like, Oh, we're putting a new shower in in a few months. I'll be fine. Because that thing over the 90 days that I had that shower torn apart, that cost me almost 250 bucks in water. And as soon as I put the new shower in and people like, Oh, you're going to be in there for hours. My water bill dropped a hundred dollars a month. With the new shower. <sighs> crazy. Guess what? We're out of time. Oh, no. I'm Eric G. I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around, Around the, the House. House.